All right, welcome back. We got episode 31. It's me. We got Max. We got Craig. Mike may be on the way. We'll see. Has not responded. Um, I'm playing through my sick game. I'm, I'm battling through for the boys. Uh, how are y'all two doing? I'm doing pretty well. I took a, oh, I took a we are for a touchdown, and he already scored. So that's good. Throw the ball over the moon. Fucking Astros did not yeah, well, disappoint me for once. We're World Series champions yeah. again. Good times rolling for the Astros, World Series champions. What did you guys think about the World Series? What were your final thoughts? I don't know. It's officially um, over. I, I I feel like this postseason, the Astros were just one word dominant. Um, I mean, from pitching to the hitting, and it honestly came down to just clutch moments. Um, like I mean, you go through two series of sweeps, and you only lose two games in the final series. Like that's probably one of the most dominant postseason performances you could have. And it's just kind of incredible to watch. And it's incredible to see the how the franchise is reloaded, you know, after losing Correa, Springer, uh, Cole, Granky, all those people, Granky, the list goes on of, of people we've lost and you're just able to reload 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 with arguably better pieces and it's Dude, just, I mean, it's a master class of baseball management really the bullpen was just insane like for abreu and uh presley to not give up a single run the entire postseason is just insane like and even the rest of the bullpen didn't really give up a ton of runs either it was just like every time the bullpen came in you pretty much knew like that's it. Like that was, we were good. As long as we had a, like a run lead, like the bullpen wasn't going to give up runs. And like at the time I was hating on Dusty for keeping McCullers in so long, but like he did, he made the right play. It was like, you know, once you, down, yeah, once you get down six zero, it's like, there's no reason to throw all your guns out of the bullpen. Like you're going to need them later on in the series. And well, I don't think we wanted to throw the guns. I think what he should have done. I mean, it doesn't really matter because they won at the end of the day. But you put in a, you know, you put in a Luis Garcia or um, or Keedy or Will or Smith Keedy and have one of those guys that you know is a good pitcher or Hunter Brown, one yeah. of your bottom of the barrel kind of guys for this postseason. They're still good pitchers, but throwing them, you know, and see if they can eat up innings and keep the game before nothing. I, it didn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, and that might, I mean. It's crazy, but like I guess my crackhead theory now, or my crackhead uh, mind went to like, how can the Astros get better now that the season's over? I think you let Verlander and Brantley walk. I agree. I was going to say like it's it, nobody's talking about the fact that Brantley didn't even play, dude. Like yeah. we lost Correa, lost Brantley, like, lost all those guys, and you lost your best contact our, hitter. Yeah, did not have our best like on base guy, like. Obviously, yeah. Alvarez is probably the best, one of the best hitters in baseball. But like Brantley's the guy you can count on to get on base, which we needed at times. But like, yeah. people forgot he didn't play. Yeah, no. Well, I was gonna say is I think you let Verlander Brantley go, and you go with Hunter Brown as kind of your other starter because I think the dude's mm-hmm. just gonna be electric, and mm-hmm. I trust what the Astros do. And I think you go after a big time free agent, one of the big time right outfielder free agents that's out there. Uh, is goes by the name of uh, Aaron uh, Judge, I believe, is a free agent. 
Um, what if the Astros went in on Aaron Judge? So okay, could you so imagine? What, so okay, so obviously that would be the ultimate KD moment. Obviously, Judge would be cool, but like, what about Trey Turner? Get Trey Turner, throw him in the outfield. Like that's gonna give you something at the top of your lineup. That's like a guy that gets on base, another speed threat. Like I don't. I mean, he he's been playing short, so I don't know how. I'm sure he can still play left field, plenty fine. But go uh, get go get a Trey Turner or get like a uh who's the other like a like a Rizzo. Put him at uh, first, you know. Like I don't trust Rizzo. I mean, I, I it would obviously be cool to get Judge, but I would almost. I think Judge or Trey Turner are better because they're a little bit younger and. I think they have more on the tread for what you're gonna have to pay. Yeah, I, I would I would almost rather get like I mean I was looking at it earlier, dude. Like the Astros have so much cap space still, which is insane because all their guys are just so young, and like they've done such a good job of like developing talent and getting these guys, you know, like from you know like no, I mean a Trey Turner or Aaron Judge move is is, is, is yeah. a swing for the fence. Let's win one or two more titles before before uh, you know our kind of core. Our original core gets too old. I would, I would absolutely love to see Trey Turner in this lineup, dude. Yeah, Takes no, time. but I don't know. That was just my theory. I think Aaron Judge would be absolutely scary, nasty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just leading off with Altuve, then Pena, then so I mean, Judge Alvarez, Bregman. Yeah, yeah, you could even just. You could put Judge at two and move Pena down to like six. Have Altuve or Pena five, Tucker six. Like, yeah, Tucker six. Like that's, that's a nasty top six. I mean, I don't know. I just think I don't think Verlander's worth keeping and paying for. I don't think Brantley's worth keeping and paying for. Yuri Uriel, if he wants a cheap deal, he's worth keeping because of the leadership aspect. Yeah, I guess Brantley as well. But if they want any money, I let him go. Yeah. I would only keep him for cheap because I think you can find better players, and you already have like, like Al Altuve is a veteran. Bregman's now been around the block so long that he's a veteran, so yeah. I trust those guys to be leaders. So I can you can get rid of those older guys. Um, you don't need them like you did four or five years ago. My, so um, I I completely agree with that. I think honestly the biggest need right now is catcher. If we can go out and find a catcher, that's that's I think the biggest I mean, that's the biggest beast spot right now. Maldonado's great defensively, but he dude just can't hit. Yeah, but you can live with that with the lineup you have. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, you don't need a electric catcher if he's great defensively and he brings the leadership and all the pitchers love him. Because if you know the pitchers keep pitching the way they're doing, like I don't care yeah, what true. my catcher's doing. Um, I mean, I don't know, and and they have a young guy who ha- has potential. They have a top 100 prospect in Corey Lee. I hope he's good. Like I know he didn't do much when he got his like twenty thirty games, um, but they didn't really give him any opportunities, and he didn't really hit the ball that well. But he's you know, and they got another guy in Double who was absolutely raking. Uh, he was like hitting like almost hit like three hundred and had like a bunch of home runs and was an all star at the minor league all star, which yeah. I know isn't like, you know, crazy, but still minor league all star is a minor league all star. Like it means you have some yeah. kind of talent. So they have some catcher prospects. So I'm not really worried about going out and splashing for a catcher because I think you let Lee kind of develop and sit next year as a backup, and then you let Maldonado start, and I think you just yeah. split time. 
And uh, sitting behind Maldonado would be so good for his growth. Yeah, I think the first base or outfield is the key, like one of those positions. Because I like Chaz, but I think Chaz is a fourth outfielder. If he's your fourth outfielder, it's great. Right. He's a great, I, like, okay, I'll start, you know, twice a week or, you know, I'll play yeah. every once in a while, but he shouldn't be he shouldn't be your dude. I mean, also, he made a hell of a play, but, yeah. Oh, my. oh yeah. I will say, um, I know Hensley played a little bit of outfield in minors, dude. I would like to see him play the outfield a little bit. The dude was our best DH by far throughout the postseason. I don't know why it took That's so not long. saying much. I know, but I don't know why it took so long for him to become the DH, but for him to show up, like, in those moments so young in his career, like, I'd hate to see him just, like, kind of fall by the wayside. You know, like, I know he can play outfield. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, because uh, normally, I mean, during the season, they're going to DH Alvarez so he doesn't get uh, all the wear and tear. Um, That's true. But just the it's just they wanted to guarantee him, you know, I, I don't know. They didn't trust – because of the bats and just the matchups and stuff. They wanted Alvarez. They're like, okay, Alvarez can hit. I know none of my other outfielders are consistent hitters, so I'm going to put Alvarez in, you know, the outfield. Just kind of yeah. what the mindset was. So, I mean, we'll see what they do. It'll be interesting, but they have a lot of moves to make, and I'm not really worried about the pitching. Um, well, I know they'll lose some of their guys because I know some of those bullpen guys are up for contract and people are going to pay stupid money to get them. Yeah. Um, but – also, I trust the scouting department to find dude, guys. Also, like, crazy that if Alvarez doesn't hit that home run, there's a good chance the Astros lose the series. Bregman was hurt pretty seriously. Altuve was hurt seriously. Maldonado and Yuli were both hurt as well. Like, I'm sure Bregman and Altuve would have played through the injuries, and obviously Maldonado was playing through an injury. But, like, the odds of the, like, they're not going to be the same guy with those injuries that they had. So it's like that, I mean – it was pretty important that we won that game and didn't go to a game seven because who knows what what happens with those guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I'm I'm really glad they uh they they worked the plan and won that game just like they planned on winning it. You know. Yeah. Welcome, welcome yeah. here, Mike. We're glad you joined us. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. No, you're good. We, you're good. Uh, so yeah, no Astros champions. We'll see what the postseason looks like. It looks like the Mets. I've already seen tweets and reports that the Mets are about to go like stupid crazy um, again. Yeah, like I've heard they're about to back up the truck for Trey Turner and people. So I'm ready to see how much money the Mets are about to throw in. Uh, ready to see how much money they're about to spend and how well it's going to blow up in their face somehow. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Uh, um, Before we move on to what I want to talk about next, I do want to mention this because uh, I do feel for the city of Philadelphia losing two <laughs> – Two championship games in the same day would be rough. Um, that's tough. That's that's a tough day. Um, even though, like, and the worst part was like the Philadelphia Union, like, like you sure. were up against the wall in the Astros series and the baseball, but the Philadelphia Union, they should have won that game. Like, they got absolutely like they, the way they choked that, the way that game went down. You know, the goalie like snapping his leg and like the backup coming in. Which once they said that I was like, oh, this guy got released by the Philadelphia Union. He's been the backup for LA. I was like, oh god, he's gonna come out and win this game. Like, yeah, I was like, once, yeah, we- <laughs> once that narrative came, I was like, oh god, this is like Disney storybook telling. You know, like at least they made history. Yeah, no, they they did. I mean, but it it just 
first city to ever lose two championships at the same. The day. city officials were 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 holding their breath, hoping they didn't win. Though they're they're the happiest people out of all this, not having to repair <laughs> a bunch of property damage. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, so so I I was at a bar watching college football, and so they switched the union game on after like the games ended. So I only caught like extra time and then the shootout, but it was the LAFC goalie that got a red card and got hurt, right? Yes. That guy saved the game. Also, I feel really bad for him because he's Canadian. He's been the backup Canadian goalie, professional go- or national team goalie for like 10 years. Oh. And he just lost his opportunity to go to the World Cup probably the only that time. Sucks. Which just sucks because he's like in his 30s. So I don't know if he'll be on the roster for the next one. That sucks. But he, so, but he, saved, he saved the game. But he if literally, he yeah. No, he won he his team. Make that foul. Yeah, if he doesn't make that foul, then Philip Union scores another goal, goes up two, and... He over. literally said, I'm going to help my team by basically giving up my leg. Like, he gave up his yeah. leg to get the team the championship, which is a badass move. Like, he literally – because when you st- when you have a guy going 20 miles per hour running at you and you're going to stick your leg out there, like, you're so defenseless. Like, that – like, uh, and the way it snapped is just uh, – it was nasty. Um, and then, I'm glad they didn't so show wh- the replay. So, why why was – why did Gareth Bale just not play? Like I know he played at the end, but why was he coming off the bench in the first? Has, it, has he been doing that all year? He's been doing that. Yeah, they have not played him much. He's not fit. He's not bought in and fit the system. Um, he doesn't work hard enough. So the coach is like, I'm not saying he's useless, but they've used him kind of as a super sub because he doesn't give you much defensively at all. Um, which I mean, you don't pay Gareth Bale to do stuff defensively, yeah. but but you know, as he's, like at least when he was younger he wasn't a negative like right now he's a negative so if he's not scoring he's really useless out there um, showed up when they needed him but i mean like i said like you said like you said, but it was it was really heartbreaking because philly scored the latest goal ever yeah and then literally two minutes later gareth bale, <laughs> gareth bale scores the latest goal ever in mls history so the record got broken twice in the same game um just heartbreaking, and then the PK shootout. The unions the don't have ah, dude. Like once that first guy choked and sh- sent it to the moon, I was like, it's over. And then you have the goalie. You have the narrative. Like he's pissed off. He's like, these guys got rid of me. I'm about to make two saves and win my team the championship. Like, but it was just a crazy game. It was one of the best soccer games I've ever seen in a while. I will say. It was a good week. Like there was a lot of good sports. We'll talk about college football, which was crazy. But I, I know this is gonna sound crazy to say, but that was the best sporting event of the day. That's and not true. It was no, it was the best oh. sporting event of the day. Bama LSU. No, it was the best sporting event of the day. The only reason you say Bama LSU is because everyone loves college football. But no, I'm actually you, the best you, the best college football game of the day was UTSA and UAB. I don't know if anybody watched <laughs> that game. I bet that on, was I bet fucking, UTSA, so I was paying attention. That was pretty fucking electric. I, I swear to God, every time I've watched those fucking Roadrunners this season, the game's gone to overtime. It's pretty Dude, incredible. I was I was upset because I, I bet on them, and they didn't have it on the TVs, so I was trying to follow it on my phone, and I had absolutely no idea what the hell was going on. It was oh, just yeah, a lot of I mean, I mean, like, throughout the first half, UT. UTSA just like couldn't do anything offensively. I mean, their defense was like bending but not breaking. And then the third quarter came and they just kind of took over. And then fourth quarter, UAB suddenly figured out how to play football again. And they went to overtime. And 
it was kind of kind of fucking electric. Both teams just back and forth. MLS game was still the best game of the day. Y'all just haters. UTSA no, over machine. You didn't watch. You watched the last fifteen minutes. If you watched the That's entire true. game, you would like. I watch. I was the. One, I watched the entire game. It was. It was electric game because like you know how most soccer games, even if they finish three to three, sometimes it's like okay, it was three to three, but there's like very there's only like maybe four opportunities. Yeah, it was pretty back and forth. There was pretty back and forth. Like Andre Blake made two amazing saves to to keep the game like close in the first half. And and then literally LA goes down and scores and they're going crazy. And then you know what the Philadelphia Union said? They say, Screw this, I'm tired of being down, and they go and score two minutes later. Like it was just back and forth the whole time. It was just craziness. There was shot after shot. Uh, you know, there was the red card. A dude's leg got snapped in half. I didn't see that in the LSU Alabama game. Like a dude literally put the body on the line. Like he's like the well. dude gave away his dream. The dude gave away his dream. You don't see that with the NLI money anymore, right? No Alabama player was going to get – see, if an Alabama player gave part like that Canadian goalie and gave up his dream to play in the Nick World Saban's Cup. Career, Nick Saban's career got snapped in half. He's done. He's washed <laughs> over the hill. I feel so bad for that goalie. Like, God, I, I, I – you played yeah. a whole life to get your, like your one dream and you're just – literally, he, the sad thing is he was on a plane. Like, after the game, he's on a plane to Canada to go train and get ready for the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, he was that's no- four minutes away from going to the World Cup, and he snapped his leg to help his team win. Oh, I, yeah, I, I think, I think the the implication of the Alabama LSU game, like the fact that Alabama is essentially out of the, it playoffs, was for a time. No way, you just said the implication on an SEC. No, I'm talking about long. Like Alabama is essentially out of the playoff competition, out of the playoff contention now. Yes, which they is the are. First- we're talking we, about, never we're talking said about that. I mean, any two-loss team is effectively out. Like, right? I know. That's a, but I'm like, Alabama's not going to be in the playoff. Like, that has not happened. Yes, it has. Yes, but like, not often. Yeah, I mean, every team needs a down year, and they'll they'll reload and be back. Like, it, it, it it's the circle of overreaction. Yeah, people are just Alabama. overreacting. Alabama's not in trouble. They're they're fine. They had. A, Dude, they've lost two games barely to two good teams. Like it, ha- and they're both on the road. It happens in college football. The problem is Alabama's just not as dominant, and I think some of that's come to you get you know you when you it's hard to keep thing it's hard to keep dynasties going. Like you're going to come I, back down to earth. Well, I would like to say, speaking to uh, a larger hint that I think Craig's getting at of dynasties uh, falling. Uh, Clemson is ass, and I've been saying it all year. Clemson is absolute ass. My fucking fighting Catholics from Illinois or Indiana. <laughs> Indiana. From, finally got a marquee win. And, yeah, that was uh, that's pretty bad if you're Clemson. So, I mean, Alabama's losing, you know, to damn good teams and overtime or on a, a barely kickoff or a bare, you know, a knuckleball kick. Uh, Clemson just got fucking schmacked by an unranked Notre Dame team. Dude, okay, so so my only so I agree with you guys that obviously Alabama is still going to be good. The difference between this year and years past is that this year they don't have the depth. Like that quarterback that they had come in and play when Bryce Young was out was not good. They haven't had, but the that wasn't the, that like that wasn't the, they they lost both games with Bryce Young. Like I don't no, I see how that, that's like I, what's I the know, point. I'm saying, I'm saying in the future, like they don't have 
another guy, like another like next up quarterback that's like a stud. They'll like, find one. It, I'm sure the they'll find report, one. Yes, but like, Nick Saban will get someone on the phone if he doesn't have a quarterback he trusts. I I agree, but I'm like this Bama team felt different than years past. Like they're undisciplined. They don't have the depth that they've had in the past. Where it's like, okay, well. These guys are going to graduate, but they're going to throw well, yeah, I mean, there's also, absolute uh, stuff. There's also but, they're not the best the team in the country this team. year. That's the only right? thing. Right, I know. Different. I mean, it happens. They weren't – I mean, they weren't – they've had a couple down years. Like, they had a I, really good run. I'm saying more than – pretty cringe coordinators at the helm, too. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, uh, leave it to fucking Bill O'Brien to uh, fuck up a wet dream, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm just, my guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just saying that, like, I'm looking at it beyond like the having a down year. Like the the team was built differently, and I think that's they're not. At they're least fine. Something, at they're least something fine. A they've lost concern. two games. Like we're I like I feel like people, Twitter and people are acting like it's A and M. Like they're acting like they're that's, three and five and are going to miss a whole game. Like they're going to finish eight. They're going to finish as the eighth best team in the country. That's not know, what I'm saying. Dominate someone in a bowl game. Yes, they've had a down year, but they're going to have the number one recruiting class. If Bill O'Brien is no longer on the coaching staff. Mike, I like how you go. think. But it's like yes, they're going to be back. It's just the SEC is so tough. You're going to have slip-ups, and they slipped up. Like, I mean. I know. I'm not even. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm not looking at it just this year. I'm thinking about it like. Long term, like it doesn't. But why are we acting like they're obviously long term, like they're gonna fall apart and become like they're not A&M. gonna fall apart? No, but like they're gonna be, they're not, I don't know, they're, they'll, they'll still be good, yes, but it's not like next year they're just gonna replace those guys with like more studs and like be back to being like, I don't, I don't know what I, I think they're, they, this is literally, I think this is what happened. Like they, they, they blew up in an era where you had to be the number one team, a top two team, the BCS, like that's what Nick Saban got us thing. So it was easy to make a dynasty. And then now as the playoff is expanding and it's going to expand again, I think you're going to have a more level playing field. And it's going to make it harder for teams like Bama to exist because it was much, it was very easy to get all the top recruits because all you could say is, hey, we're a guaranteed trip to the playoffs. We're a guaranteed trip to the national championship. And, and these guys are going to take it. But now there's money involved, so guys are taking money. You also yeah. have the fact that like now the playoff is expanding I think it's next year. Is it next year or a couple of years down the road? Yeah, it's a couple of years down the road. It's a couple of years down the road to twelve it's teams. So like, that's gonna that's gonna open up the door for more teams because I don't care if you're in the SEC and you get three or four teams, it's gonna still be tough because no one's like more people are gonna take chances to not go to Bama. It's like, why would I go to Bama and sit for two years when I can go to another right. school and still compete for a playoff? So and, and get paid more and get paid more. Like I'm the number one recruit there. I'm, they're going to give me half a million while you're only going to give me a quarter million. Like it's going to yeah. open things up I, and I players are going to transfer all the way over. So I don't really see it. The only thing that really changes now is I think the SEC is in, you know, SEC could be in trouble for their kind of like strain on the, you know, uh, college football. I'm interested to see what this does with Ohio State, Michigan. Does that mean a one loss Michigan or one loss Ohio State still gets into the college football playoff? It's a uh, so so the the way you have it now, you have obviously whoever. So you have a Georgia's in, I would assume Georgia's in, and whoever wins the Ohio State, Michigan game is going to be in. If TCU remains undefeated, they're going to be in, and then it'll be between a one loss Tennessee and a one loss Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah, so, well, then the question comes this. 
if if so you have Ohio State, Michigan, one of those teams is going to be in for sure. Because mm-hmm. there's no one else in the Big Ten. They're, they're clearly the favorite two teams. One of them's going to have a loss, one of them's not. All right. You have TCU, which could easily run the table. Or not. I mean, they could lose this week to Texas. This is their last big game. It's them in Texas. Texas is the only team I think that can beat TCU. Um, unless TCU just shits the bet. Yeah. And then you have Oregon, USC, and LSU, I guess, and Alabama are the only other teams that really have a shot. LSU got two losses. Yeah, but they're SEC. I mean, yeah, if they beat Georgia. If they so, like, Georgia, if they were on the table when the, and beat Georgia, who – I mean – so. But the same the same thing happened a couple of years ago where Ohio State was a two loss champion and they didn't get in, but Bam, but Bama got in with one loss and didn't win the SEC championship. But the difference I would assume is that LSU has a win over Bama and then would have a win over Georgia, which resume wise would probably be better than one loss to say Ohio State. Say Michigan loses to Ohio State and their only wins are against nobody like Penn State and Michigan State. So like it's just it's it would be I don't know. It would be it would be tough. I don't I mean how could you keep out I mean that'd be so crazy. Like well I mean if you beat Georgia do you keep do you keep LSU out for Georgia? If they beat them in the SEC championship game? Probably. So you're saying, like, I mean, unless it's like a fluke, like a close, like I don't know, it's, man, that's tough. It's gonna depend. It's gonna depend on how close the games are because. But if, still, like you beat them in the championship. You're the SEC champion. I think you should get the nod over Georgia. I the, I mean, to be fair, I, LSU's played a lot more teams than Georgia. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Good team. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it's. Tennessee, yeah, I don't know. I mean, counting, I'm I'm counting out LSU just for the sake of this argument. Like, if Tennessee needed to keep that game closer, like right now, if Ohio State Michigan is a close game, say it's a one score game, I would probably give the nod to whoever loses that game over Tennessee because Tennessee got blown out by Georgia. Yeah, I mean, then you can't count at USC, UCLA, and You're Oregon, and all little guy game. Bo Nix. No, I'm with you there, Max. I think a Pac-12 team could sneak in. There's three in the top ten. If one of them beats both of them, you know, if one gets two, like USC goes and beats UCLA. I think we're going to get a more spread out. Like, I don't think we're going to have a two. I, I don't think we'll have a two SEC team. Remember when y'all made fun of me for saying USC is going to make the college football playoff? I think they're gonna do it. They could. They're close, man. They could. They beat UCLA. They beat Oregon. I think we're gonna see it. The SEC champion probably, you know, realistically, Georgia's gonna win out. Um, you know, and to me, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, UCLA, Tennessee. Like I just see Tennessee losing a stupid game. That's just what I see. You know, they don't. They don't have that dog in them. They're not uh, the 2019-20. Um, LSU. Yeah, I really Missouri or Vanderbilt's really gonna put them out. In put what, it on them. Okay, in in what world do you put in a one loss Pac twelve team over a one loss SEC or Big Ten team? 
Okay, but that's where I'm saying. But is look, that I mean, okay. Have two losses. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's look at the schedule. If you, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yes. If USC makes it, they they come off of beating a tw- number twelve team in the country in UCLA. If UCLA and USC come to that game with one loss, that's a big time top ten win. That's what it's going to be. Um, and then they've already beaten they um. They'll beat Notre Dame, which I know Notre Dame's down, but Notre Dame's still going to be at that time. It's probably now they're going to start rolling and start winning some games. They'll be ranked at the time when USC is going to play them. So that's another ranked win. And then you get Oregon, which is going to be right on the cusp of making the playoff because they're going to run the table and play USC in the championship. So you get two big wins in the last three weeks, which all people are going to be talking about. And then you're going to talk about a team that just caught off of a bit like a loss. And then let's be fair, like – who is Michigan beating this year? Nobody. That's what. I, if that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's if it's Michigan, but also like, I guess you're assuming that USC is going to beat Oregon. I think Oregon right now has a better resume. Their only loss is to Georgia. Okay. Yeah, country. but okay. Yeah, but one of those Pac-12 teams. I, I would say I would say Oregon probably has a better chance just because their loss is to Georgia. USC lost to Utah, who's not great this year. But I mean, you could do the same thing against, like, let's let's look at Ohio State's resume. Their second best win, their second, their first best Notre win Dame. right now is Penn State. Their second best Notre- win is Notre Dame. If USC runs the table, their first best win is, you know, uh, UCLA, and then their second best win is against Notre Dame. Like, that's the same resume as Ohio State. If Ohio State we would have Michigan. Mich- we'd have Michigan, too. No, but I'm saying if you lost to Michigan, I'm saying one of those teams is going to lose to Michigan. But, like, a team that loses to Michigan, like, in Ohio State, like, they're on the same resume caliber as a U- USC. It's just the, you, everyone has the bias. The Big Ten's down this year. Let's be fair. I agree. No, I agree. Like, that's not – I mean, I'm not saying the Pac-12 is elite, but the Pac-12 is – Better than the Big Ten at the top right now, and and also the Big Ten champion is going to be playing like a team that's barely over five hundred in the championship. Whereas the Pac twelve in the champion, like Ohio yeah, yeah, State, yeah. And Michigan is going to play like a, a team that's barely over five hundred in the Big Ten. West. Exactly. So Where, whereas look, right? The Pac twelve so, look. I'm just saying the Pac twelve. Like, if USC runs the table and beats Oregon and beats USC, UCLA, or vice versa, vice versa, or whatever the combination. They're going to look really good coming in hot with two big time wins while you're talking about Ohio State or Michigan with about coming off a big playoff loss. Committee, it's that recency bias plays a big factor into their decision. Exactly. And then whoever loses the Ohio State Michigan game sitting at home and not playing with That's a very true. weak schedule. Like I, the Pac 12 champion, if they run the table and have one loss, will get in over Michigan or Ohio State. They deserve to. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, you did not go out and schedule team like at least Ohio State tried with Notre Dame, and they, it's not like you can predict Notre Dame's going to be down. But Michigan did not schedule anybody. Right. I'm sorry, I, you I do not I, deserve if you can't run the table. You ran a Clemson ass schedule, and if you can't run the table and beat one good team, which is Ohio State, don't give me this Penn State's good. Penn State is trash. Right. If Penn State was in any other conference, they would be a three or four loss team. They're right. not no, a good I, team. I, They're only I, big I, wins I, against Auburn. I think if it's if it's uh, if it's Michigan with one loss, then I agree that Oregon or USC has a pretty clear resume advantage. I think 
if it's Ohio State with one loss and they played Michigan close, like that's a different argument because they did beat Notre Dame. But like it's I I'm with you. I agree. But if I'm not sure. Gonna, I'm not sure it's really going to matter. And like it, it, at the end of the day, I'm not sure it's going to matter. But I I agree with you. Yeah, we'll see. We because either way, time. I either way, I would say Tennessee gets in over either of them. No, they don't deserve it. Tennessee doesn't. No, if you can't, it, I'm sorry. What? I'm taking the champion over. You can't give it to Tennessee. I'm sorry. You had your chance to go win your conference. You didn't. Tennessee, you get a nice have, consolation prize of a you guys year six bowl. Shut yes, but out. They have better wins. <laughs> you yeah. got uh, shut out by Georgia. Like, absolutely destroyed by Georgia. It wasn't even a close game. The game was over after the first quarter, it felt like. Like, there was no chance Tennessee was getting back the way they were playing. Well, they, and here's they, the other thing about Tennessee being a one-loss team. Is yeah, that but their, their marquee win is their win against Alabama, and Alabama's a two-loss team. Yeah. But they also beat they beat LSU. Two lost team. Two lost team. But they beat LSU handily. Like it wasn't close. They yeah, LSU also lost to Florida State. Yeah, I understand that. But we but were Florida just talking State about. But, but Crop was just no. I, I hear what you're saying with Tennessee's resume, but I, I'm going with the team that's hot and beats. If USC goes and beats two top ten teams, they deserve to be in the college football playoff over a team that. Their last major win came in October. I'm sorry. Your last big-time win comes in October. You do not deserve to be in the college football playoff. Because I do not care if you drop 50 on Vanderbilt. I do not care if you drop 50 on Missouri. I don't care if you beat South Carolina. Because that's all Tennessee is getting left on their schedule. Because they are not playing in a big-time game. That is all they are playing. They are playing teams that have a combined combined win total of 13 wins in their last three games. Like, they're not playing anybody to end the season. Your last big test was Georgia. It looked bad. You beat an LSU team at the beginning of the season. Good job. So they have. So you're saying they have LSU and they have Alabama on their schedule. Let's. That's their big two wins. You lost to Georgia. All right. And they beat Florida. Florida's not great, I know, but still. No, you can't throw Florida. Like, that's no... No, they're better than anybody that Oregon played. Oregon played US UCLA, which is a top twelve team. They okay. played. So were you saying they played Georgia, which is the number one team? They got, they got blown, blown out. out. I agree. They got blown out. Not looking good. I mean, so we're we gonna say BYU is a good one for Georgia. I mean, for Oregon no. because because they're, they're a good bad. team apparently. No, BYU is bad. Like I just don't get like you. It's you. It's USC anyway. I don't care about Oregon. You Oregon's not the best team. It's USC. USC is gonna make the college football playoff. I guess. I guess USC has to hope that they don't lose to UCLA and Notre Dame. Well, yeah. Good job there. You really put that one together in college football. You got to win out to make the playoff. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I mean. I don't know. I guess we'll see. It, I'm not sure if it's really even going to matter, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it probably will go your way because the committee will give, will dick ride the SEC, but that's what I was saying. But it shouldn't be. But Tennessee's overrated. They have no defense. They have all those advanced metrics that I don't really know or care to pay attention to. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to make the decision, but 
It, also, it changes every year whether they go by the eye test or resume, so who knows? It doesn't matter. It's just literally they just make up criteria to fit the team they want. And um, the Pac-12, like, they, nobody watches their games. It doesn't matter. The, the committee should be watching their games. Right, 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 but they're not. They, they are, you idiot. Like, I, don't, they, they, I don't know. Well, apparently they are because they have three of them in the top 15, so they think they're good. Or no, four yeah. of them in the top fifteen. There's more Pac-12 teams in the top fifteen. There's just, wait, one, two, three, four, five. All right, there's one less Pac-12 team than SEC team in the top fifteen. Who else is in the top? Oregon, USC, UCLA. Oh yeah, Utah. Utah can only play at home. That's fine. They have two losses, so they're playing well, according to you. Um. So let's talk about Champions League since the draw just happened. There's some pretty, pretty nice little round of sixteen matchups this this year. So going in no particular order, you have Milan versus Tottenham. That's that's exciting. You have a historical giant versus a team that never can win a trophy. Um, Mike, what do you feel about your Spurs going against uh, the Italian Giants? I feel pretty confident, you know, the Italian stallions are good lookers, but you know, maybe not, you know, maybe not as good a ball player as, as, as we might want to think. Maybe, maybe middling at best, like uh like, like a Jimmy Garoppolo of sorts. <laughs> you forgot that they have Zlatan. They do have Zlatan. But Zlatan's uh, not the, don't worry, Zlatan's old. No, but he's need, Yeah, but he's not even their best striker. That's okay. He's on the team. He brings energy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this shapes out. I think this is going to be a fun round of 16 matchup because I don't trust Tottenham defensively. Um, so but I Harry think, Kane, though. But I like Harry Kane. I, also, this is going to be in the next year. So it'll be in February when they actually play it. So Sun should be back. So And you don't know what. Tottenham's gonna do move wise in January, so it should be exciting. Nonetheless, I'm I'm thinking a high scoring thriller. The next one I have is PSG versus Bayern Munich. That's gonna be a fun, fun match. That is absolute insanity that this got to happen because PSG choked the bag away <laughs> um, and really screwed themselves over. Uh, but yeah, no. It, this is this is this should be a round of eight or semifinal matchup. So to get it in the round of sixteen is just going to be absolutely electric. These are two of the top. Uh, I think they're the two of the top five teams in the world. The the world class players on both sides is going to be outstanding. It should be fun. It should be exciting. Um, I think this is the year PSG gets the job done. I feel like they might be able to get the over uh, by Munich because I feel like it's not as strong um, as. It's not a strong Bayern Munich team as in the past. I think they have some holes, uh, and I think PSG. If they're if there's gonna be a year where they can get over the hump and beat one of these elite teams, this has to be it. Yeah, but Mbappe wants to leave. He's not leaving in January. <laughs> I know, but he wants to. That's that's fine. As long as he gets on the field and plays, and I don't think PSG cares. Yeah. Also, shout out to Newcastle for. I saw a video of a guy. Um, talking about it, how Newcastle basically their third t- their third kit is basically the um, Saudi Arabia kit 
<laughs> but just with the Newcastle logo. <laughs> yes. they, literally, they literally copy and paste the Saudi Arabian kit. That's funny. Do you see a? Hilarious. I can't remember. I can't remember what team it was. It was like some really bummy team. They like tweeted out saying like that uh, they don't want Ronaldo because Ronaldo wouldn't even touch the field for their B team or something like that. It was like some like bum team in Denmark or something. Oh wow, that's pretty. Um. Next one, you got uh, Club Bruges making their uh, round of 16 debut or making it to the round of 16. don't know if it's a debut, but they actually killed it in the group stage. They were also in pot four, so they were predicted to get last in the group, and they won it, if I'm not mistaken. And they got um, second. Oh, they got second. And then Benfica. Did they get second? I think the way that – I think they have it, like the way you have it on your screen, I think the team that got first place is on the right. Oh. Uh. Uh, At least that's that was the trend in the last two. I could be wrong. That, 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 no, you might be right. You might. I might be mistaken. It. Yeah, you're right. They got second to Porto by one point. But still, for them to get yeah. to this round uh, is big time for a small club like them. So you know, and Benfica's in it. So th- I like this. You know, it, it's not as sexy as the uh, you know a big time matchup, but. A small-time club is going to make the round of eight, which is always fun, and maybe one of them going to get an upset in the round of eight and make kind of a miracle run to the semis, which is always cool to see. So Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so can't go wrong with those two clubs. Uh, this one's going to be fun. Uh, you got two Americans going at it. Possibly we'll see if Pulisic's still on the Chelsea when it comes to this time next year or when it comes to Champions League. Um, but Dortmund versus Chelsea, what do you think, Craig? Probably a good matchup, a good yeah. one for Dortmund. I was gonna say we could have drawn a worse team, or we we could have drawn a better team. Like I'm not, I'm not upset getting Chelsea. Uh, they are good, obviously, but I think they're beatable. Um, the way they've been playing lately, like you've got to feel really confident. Yeah, um, I do. I mean, I have a bad. If you can't get, if you can't get past Chelsea, then I mean, I agree. You, it wasn't in the, it wasn't in the cards. I agree. Um, I have a bad feeling that a bombing is just going to score like 90 goals against us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like the matchup. I think both teams are pretty similar um, from my understanding. Um, obviously I don't, this is, I don't know if Bellingham's going to be on the team. I, I hope he is. He'll be on Liverpool. Uh, I, I sure hope not. Um, I would like to think that we'll keep Bellingham at least through the season mm-hmm. and then, in the, the summer transfer window, maybe he'll get bought somewhere, but I don't know if that's very likely. That might just be wishful thinking. Um, yeah, obviously, it's a very gone. different team. It's a very different team if Bellingham's not there. Um, but either, either way, I'm I'm not too upset about this draw. I think it's a decent draw for us. I think we, sh- we should have a chance. Um, it'll be a, it'll be a fun like it'll be a fun fun like matchup to watch for sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Liverpool Real, a revenge for Liverpool, maybe finally. But they're bad. Uh, yeah, they are. But I trust Liverpool. Like Liverpool's going to make a move in January. You know they are. I think Bellingham or or some big time players going to be coming over to Liverpool. They haven't spent much. They know they're going to do it. But it is against Real Madrid, and I don't think that Real just finds a way to win the Champions League. It's what they do. But we'll see. I just – it's hard to really go against the Reals. But hey, this one yeah. should be exciting. 
Liverpool is going to give them a test. I don't know. Madrid Madrid just lost their first game of the season. They did, yeah. They choked it. Um, and then your team, Napoli versus uh, Frankfurt, the Germans. The Germans. What a good. We got a great draw. That that like, I was very. Don't consistent. discount Frankfurt though. I know they, the way trust they play. Me. Trust me, a big Bundesliga guy. Strongly, no farmers league here. Okay. But I, I think out of the teams we could have gotten, like, Frankfurt's not the worst. Yeah. No. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. Round of 16, I'm really excited, uh, especially now that football manager 23 is out. I've been playing the beta all day. Not having as much luck in my Spurs save as the Spurs in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a really bad start. I'm about to get fired, actually. Oh, that's good. I thought you always run it up. You get fired in a video game, dude. Football manager's tough. You can't. I like, you always run it up with Luton Town. Uh, this is the beta, so uh, like, and because there's like glitches in the beta, sometimes I don't. I just pick a big team that's kind of fun where I can throw some cash, and you know, uh, mess around for a season or two. Yeah, that's fair. So I don't – I always – yeah, I don't like to do rebuilds in beta because I, I don't play it for very long. So it's, like, kind of stupid to That's fair. invest yourself. So you just pick a big club, have some fun, try to win a Champions League, which is not going well because I lost to Rangers in my first game. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Steven Gerrard. Dude, but I got screwed. But the Premier League schedule it gave me because it's, you know, random um, in the beta because I don't have the real-life schedule in the beta. I got Liverpool and Man City to start the season. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! Like, I tied Liverpool and they got thrashed four nothing by Man City. Holland just got a hat trick in the first half and it was over. But I was like, you put better defense. You know, it's tough. Eric Dyer cannot guard Aaron, uh, Aaron Holland. I found that out, out the hard way. Um, Didn't he like score on his own team the other day? I think so. Or he like no, he like passed the ball to the striker. Oh yeah, no, I it, it's been a rough it's been rough playing with Tottenham. I also scored uh I was playing Arsenal and I was up two nothing and then scored two own goals and lost three two. So that was fun. But yeah, no. Football managers out, love the game. Super excited to see where it goes. Um with that being said, do we want to talk NFL or go straight to the pick six? How are y'all feeling? Uh, we can talk highlights. There wasn't there wasn't really too much in the NFL this this week. Um, I mean, the, the Jets, the Jets, 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 Jets beat the Bills. That was kind of, but I mean, Josh Allen might be hurt. It's like good teams lose games. Like it it happens. Josh Allen might be hurt. Josh Allen. Yeah, I saw that. If he's out, it sounded bad too. Like it's a what? It's like a an elbow thing. Like a sounds like I don't know. Not Tommy John. UCL. I think it's UCL, which is not good. Yeah, if it's UCL, he might be. He's probably done for the year. Yeah, um, it's at least a four week recovery. So I say bench him and sit him, hold him to the playoffs. Dude, where's yeah, Josh out? Who's the AFC championship or NFC championship? Yes, Case Keenum leading him to the championship was going to be uh, a legend. Case Keenum would have led the Browns to the playoffs last year if we let him play. Yeah. Yo, I'm kind of messed up that one. Yeah, we did. 
Um, but ju- also, Justin Fields rocks. Justin Fields, like, now that they're offense, like, now that they're, like, actually designing an offense for Justin Fields to, like, actually create plays, he rocks. You can copy and paste the Ravens offense? Yeah, and it's working because he's awesome. Yeah, no, they finally got smart. I mean, it's not going to help the team this year. Maybe in the future no. they get something, but well, no, I mean, it won't. they're not in a win now mode. Like they, their, best, their best hope is that they go out and score a whole lot of points and still somehow lose and get a good. Yeah, game. it's it's a really really good sign for them in the future because they don't have to worry about quarterback this this year. They can go out and draft players to help their defense and give weapons to give him, and give him weapons. So like he, it's it's a good sign for them in the future. I would say. Um, also, also, I need to stop making fun of Mike for this Commanders pick because the Commanders are not bad. The Vikings are really good. Trust the process, man. <laughs> you know, but you still have yeah. the Saints and Cardinals as division champs. So, it's hey, just, you know, that's Carson Wentz was bad. But you did yeah. pick Utah, and they are looking really good in basketball. So Mike just, you know, he knows he knows how to pick it. See, Mike knew that Taylor Heineke was going to be the starter by the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heineke's got that dog in him. Mike has that vision. I mean, how could I forget Taylor Heineke's name when that's all that they said that one game that he subbed in last season and, like, played pretty well? They were just like, and Taylor Heineke is just God's gift to this goddamn green earth out here, guys. (laughs) Taylor Heineke is just throwing the football beautiful something like, you know, for the whole game, you know. Oh, oh, speaking of – XFL, since we're talking about Taylor Heineke, XFL alumni. Um, XFL lo- just launched their new teams and logos. Uh, and they're having a problem. Uh, one of their teams, the L- uh, Las Vegas Vipers, uh, still doesn't have a home uh, stadium. Oh? And because they're struggling, they're looking between a former minor league baseball field, which has 10,000 seats, and a high school stadium, which has 5,000 seats. Why can't they play in the Raiders stadium? It'll always uh, be because a the Raiders, in Las Vegas. the Raiders, um, want too much money, so they're not. The negotiation stalled. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, did y'all see the thing where like the the Commanders were advertising for season tickets next year, and they used Taylor Heineke's face? Yep. So I guess they're out on Carson Wentz. I guess so. Oh, they made that on Carson Wentz. I would be out on Carson Wentz in a heartbeat. Carson Wentz is done. Carson Wentz can join the new XFL Las Vegas (laughs) Vipers and help (laughs) them find a new home. Now he'll go back to the DC Commanders. But are are we getting our XFL tickets, Max? Uh, We're running it back with the Roughnecks. Uh, The Houston Roughnecks, right? I was talking to my buddy about this. I was a little. a little uh, perplexed of who I was like actually going to root for because obviously, you know, I want a, a Houston team to win, but I, I I'm going to be able to go to more San Antonio games, you know. Oh, so right, because <laughs> you live right there. I San Antonio <laughs> Brahmas are in the house. What a what a crazy um, game! Get I think, I think what we're going to do is Croft. You get the Houston season tickets, and you I get San Antonio. Oh, we're so smart. We're, it's hey, Craig, Craig, you get the Dallas season ticket. <laughs> and then Guys, we all just go to games. The Rockets I'll just games. go to the Houston games with Croft because the stadium's 20 minutes from me. 
Oh, you're right by U of H. That's right. Yeah. Guys, the Rockets won a game. I know. No, we'll literally have 50% coverage on the league with that, right? Like, (laughs) right? I mean, we should just become beat reporters for the league. One of the Florida teams? Oh, there's a Florida team. You know what? Orlando, uh, Orlando Guardians. It's a two-hour yeah. drive from my website, but for the XFL, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't the Seattle team just change their name from the Dragons to the Sea Dragons for like basically no reason? Yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> absolute, look, absolutely, absolutely electric. Sea Dragons fucks. Okay, you can't that is deny true. that. I'm actually, fucks. I'm actually down for it. I mean, just think of this: you wake up. It's a Saturday afternoon. There's nothing on TV because it's the middle of in the middle of uh, February and March Madness hasn't started yet. And you turn on your TV and the, the announcer just starts saying stuff. And you're like, what, what is he saying? And then you, your ears kind of start tuning in and you hear, and now starting week three, we have the Battle Hawks versus the Sea Dragons live from St. Louis. And you have like twenty five thousand people watching a you know a minor league football game with quarterback Derike King and uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz <laughs> leading the did, line. Uh, has a did the rock so the rock already bought the XFL right? Uh yes. yes. Okay. Nah, he's just oh. doing the promotional stuff. That, that's the that's the extent of my of my XFL knowledge. The Sea Dragons and the Rock. Don't worry, I'm a I'm a spring league expert. I know everything. What's the I'm honestly what's... really hype? Yeah, also I've been into European football big news. Uh don't you worry, the uh the Milan C uh seamen uh signed their quarterback. That cannot be their name. Look it up. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, what's the name of the Dallas team again? The Dallas uh Kansas? Uh the Dallas uh, it's no, it's Arlington. Oh, They're Arlington, Arlington uh, Renegades. Oh, that's right. I'm curious how they're gonna do the divisions because, like, the teams are in a weird spot. Like, you see, so you have three Texas teams, then you have a team in Florida, a team in St. Louis, a team in Vegas. Well, but aren't they doing it like everyone will practice at like the same? Location and then they'll no, yeah, yeah, they're gonna fly to the games. Yeah, so they're doing like a bubble concept, but for the games. So they're having everyone stay in one location, and they fly them out for the games to save money, um, because they can get one deal. So it's like the, what the USFL did, but you're, which I've heard rumors the USFL because the Expo's doing this, uh, is about to do the same thing. So we might have two spring leagues in Houston. Absolute electric stuff for me. Um, I'm super hyped, but. I'm, no, I was talking more about like, the divisions for like because last year they had a last year they had an east and a west, but I'm interested to see what they do because like you have a team in D.C., a team in St. Louis, a team in Vegas, a team in Seattle. I guess you do a north and south. Texas versus the world. Well, no, because yeah. they need one extra team, <laughs> yeah. so I guess it'd be like the south division with the Texas and Florida team, and then the north division St. Louis, Vegas, D.C. And Even though St. Louis is Seattle. way closer to Texas than Florida, yeah, but but you know you're gonna, right. You're, yeah. Are you going to put the Orlando Guardians in the same league no, no, as the Seattle Sea Dragons? No, 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 no. no you're, you're <laughs> right. I'm, just I, I'm like that's the only way I can see it. So the poor Orlando team's just going to get destroyed by the Texas teams, hopefully. Uh, but I am excited to see what kind of quarterbacks because the draft is in two weeks, I believe. 
So we'll find out who's actually in the league. Um, so it's really a really weird draft. Yeah. So this is the initial draft. This is where they can get their set rosters, and then they'll have probably a supplemental draft in January okay, after uh, college football. Uh, no, after uh, the NFL practice. So once the NFL season ends, the practice squad players get released. Oh. So they'll have a draft in January once the regular season ends because all those players will get released from the practice squad except for like whatever few teams in the playoffs. What about like the college players? Are they just out of luck? Uh, college players, they probably like so a college player. You're not gonna want to sign with the XFL because you're gonna try to you're gonna test your luck with the NFL. Well, right, but some of them aren't gonna like. You're not gonna make it, but the NFL draft's not so March. So why would you play in a league? You're not gonna guess, play in a league, and then play in it and then get drafted and stop playing in it. Like can't they so, like can't they join like halfway through the season or something? Well, like, the call co- well the college football bowl game would be when this like when tra- training camp. So it doesn't no, no, match I up. I mean, I guess they, you could. Couldn't but, they? Couldn't they join like an XFL team like midway through the season? I would doubt it because like the draft is usually in April, right? March or April. April. Yeah. So the season ends in if the season's in February, March, April, and then ends in May. So it wouldn't make sense to. I mean, I guess you could join for like the last week or two. Oh, It'd be yeah. probably smart if you're going to join a league, you join the USFL that starts in April. Yeah, okay, that makes because then you could join like, and that's what they did. Like uh, the guy from Eastern Washington, the quarterback, they signed him to the practice squad, and then he ended up playing like in the last game for the Michigan Panthers. He was an undrafted yeah. quarterback, so like. They did that. Um, so you could see guys like that would be more likely in the USFL. But you're probably not going to see that because even if you're not drafted, it's kind of a big risk. That makes sense. Who's the – Test your luck and practice squads. Part of me wishes that the spring leagues that are happening now happened when, like, there was a lot of big names coming out of FCF schools back when that was pretty – I don't know. I feel like we'll, we'll no, definitely get to see there, a lot though, of like, players. I mean, there's still big time players. Like, I mean, I, I mean, look, look at like the NFL. There's two XFL quarterbacks that have actually gotten plays and played and win. Like, you have PJ Walker who got a win, and you got Tyler Tyler Heineke that got a win. So, like, there's there is a route, for, you know, for this league. Right. And then, like, the one of the best returners in the league this year is the MVP of the USFL. So, I mean. The options are there. Like I know the big names aren't there as much. Like you might not know all the names in the spring league and stuff. But, but like the the goal is like the USFL is going back for year two. You get a lot of those guys returning. You start making your own names. You start getting your own. You know they might not be stars like you know the NFL has, but you're gonna start. You know guys are gonna get familiar with these guys. You know your fan bases are gonna wrap around these players. Like once you get a guy, if you get a guy who played three four years in the USFL, he might not be an NFL star, but you know, he could, you know, carve out a good career and people could fall in love with him in the USFL. Like, that's, that's who's, your goal of the league. Who's the who's the defensive lineman that played on the Houston team who's on the Browns now? Oh, oh, man. Oh, dang it. Chris Odom, he tore his ACL. I was so uh, sad. He was electric. He had 12 sacks in 10 games. Yeah, dude, I was, we could really use him right now, our defensive line. I so. know. I mean, he's a good player. And then they, they have D'Amico Davis, or I think, I don't remember his first name. It starts with the D. It's... Last name's Davis was a tackle for the Gamblers, and he was on. He's now on the uh, Bengals starting, uh, not starter, but playing for the Bengals and got a tackle yesterday. So I mean, there's some US, there's some USFL guys making moves, um, but we'll see. I don't know. There's some good quarterbacks. Like the XFL got a fourth round pick. Um, 
from the one of the Jets' former fourth round picks is going to be in the USFL this year. So Morgan. Um, so That's cool. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what uh, it looks like. But. I have one more question, real quick. Um, I this goes all the way back to college football. I should have asked this earlier, but I just it just popped into my head. Um, who who's like the front runner for Heisman right now? I thought it was Hendon Hooker, but after this weekend, I don't know if it is. Max Duggan. Actually, it, I kind of agree with you. I mean, who else? Like, right? CJ Stroud sucks. Max Duggan, CJ Stroud, Drake May are probably the top three. Well, three for the Max, baby. Drake, uh, Caleb Williams too. He's gonna win one for Maxes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you know, maybe the Michigan running back, but. We'll see. I mean, the next couple of weeks will decide because we'll see who falls out of the playoff hunt, who stays in it. We'll kind of decide yeah. who wins the Heisman. I think um, – I honestly think Drake – I think Drake may have been, like, the best quarterback in college football this year, but UNC just has no defense, so they keep losing games. So it would be interesting to see if he, like, gets a chance with, like, three or four losses as a team. I don't, he's putting up I don't think he's getting enough hype. Like, because I feel like if he was going to win, the media would already be, like, pushing it since he doesn't have a team factor. That's true. Since he's not getting pushed, I think it's not him. I think Duggan, uh, Hooker, um, probably Williams, and probably Stroud are probably the four. And Corum. I think I keep seeing Corum's name thrown in there. Yeah, but I think those are the four quarterbacks that will get it sent to New York, and then one of them will win it. Probably... Duggan, if if the TCU goes undefeated, it's Duggan. If they lose, then it's between Williams and Stroud, and just basically comes down to who has better numbers. Yeah, Duggan I think you're gets right. it if they win, go win undefeated. Or maybe they'll right. give it to him if they have one loss because they'll be like, "Here, TCU, we're not gonna put you in the college football playoff, but we'll give you the Heisman to shut your fans up." <laughs> yeah, maybe that would be funny as hell. <laughs> um. All right, I guess that's kind of all I got. Ready for the pick six? Yes, yeah. sir. Also, Mike, we need to start that spring football league podcast. Dude, absolutely. Which you, we're, oh, we'll talk about after, whatever. Um, all right, current standings, updated standings after my perfect week. Uh, I'm 42 and 29, so I'm eight wins away from getting season two, taking the title belt from Max. Mike, six games back. So if Mike can get within six games, he's behind by 10. But if he can get within six, uh, he does get that free week since we skipped him a week. But he could make it interesting down the stretch if he can close the gap. Which would suck. I'm like so a- close, man. I know you've been slowly cutting up. Max has fallen off pace at 31 and 39 after three back-to-back terrible weeks. And then Craig is... Slowly trying to catch Max after his horrendous start, and kind of Craig thinks his loss columns is the dub column. <laughs> I mean, if I, he flipped it, he could be in first. I should be in first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mister Mister Batten two fifty, dude. That's an all star. I guess. Um. So. Dude, look, if I just keep going 500, I'm on like a 500. Yeah, no, you, you right keep now. going 500. Mike went 500. Max went 1 and 5, and I went 6 and 0. Oh. Look, if I that just keep nuts. going, 
I'm, I, think I really didn't weeks. appreciate you doing that this time. Crap. I know. I should have freaking bet all those games. I, I, it's feeling. <laughs> Can we start picking some Korean baseball? Like, this is... <laughs> This is getting outrageous over here. Their man. season's over. <laughs> Dude, I'm literally – I went 6-0 in college football. Sorry, it was and... championship hangover. None of y'all would know what that's like. I'll, t- I'll tell you how it feels in season three. Um, all right, Seahawks versus Bucks. Oh, this is a hard one. Fuck it, you miss Seahawks? Yeah, I'm going to have to go Seahawks too, Max. I agree with you there. It's too hard to bet with Brady here. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Tom Brady's undefeated post-divorce, so that's just going to continue. <laughs> I'm actually going to He beat well. the Rams. I'm going, I'm going. Uh, uh, you mean the Super Bowl champion Rams, Mike? Yeah, Super Bowl champion. Uh, I guess Super so. The, you mean the Super Bowl They don't much look like it anymore. Rams? Um, yeah. Super Bowl champions. I'm going Vikings on this next one, too. All right. Vikings versus Bills. Mike is going Vikings. Uh, I'm going Vikings as well because I I don't think think Josh Allen plays in this game. That's what I'm trying to figure out. But Case Keenum, revenge game against the Vikings. Here's the better question. Oh, Oh, shit. 12 o'clock. Give me the Vikings. (laughs) This is going to be. This is gonna be such a Kirk, this is gonna be like a Kirk Cousins battle. It's gonna be Kirk Cousins versus backup Kirk Cousins. His kingdom is just backup Kirk Cousins. It's gonna be an electric twelve o'clock game that no one's gonna be able to watch. Mm. You know yeah, what? I'm gonna go. listen to the audio. I'm I'm like really high on the Vikings this year, but uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Bills. Naheem Hines is finally gonna have his breakout. No, I mean, you have nothing to lose. It's not like you can get any worse. Um, um, I've been waiting on Hines to break out for six years. Alabama yeah, versus Old Miss. As Bama. Craig's saying, Bama's dynasty's over. Ah, and he goes with them. Old Miss okay. is bad. Bama then. I don't think Bama gets two losses in a row, so I'm going Bama. Nick Saban's going to beat the hell out of his entire team with a whipping stick. <laughs> yeah, also, I don't trust Lane Kiffin. Overrated coach. Props, you went, you went Bama? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'm swinging for the fences here. Give me Ole Miss. <laughs> I would like to see Ole Miss win. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be electric when A&M beats LSU and then Ole Miss gets into the SEC championship game. That would be sick. <laughs> uh, UCF versus Tulane, the third best college football game of the weekend. This is college basketball, right? This is college football. College basketball would be sick, though. Uh, I thought about it. I'm going to go with Tulane. They have sick jerseys. The green wave goes hard. Dang it. I'm going to go with Tulane, too. They're my favorite small-time team. Dude, they're sick. Tulane and Coastal Carolina both go hard. Yeah. Um, I also like Tulane, but uh, I guess give me UCF to get back in it. Yeah, UCF. I think they're pulling the upset here on the on the rankings. Screw the rankings. <laughs> also, all right. TCU oh, versus Texas. Wait, is it the third best college football game? Yeah. So you put them behind TCU, Texas. Yep. And behind Bama, Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, I just said that's just talking my ass, Craig. I don't know how. 
call him out, Craig. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no other. I mean, I guess North Carolina, Wake Forest. It's the other ranked matchup. This is there's only four ranked matchups this week. Good. I mean, it's number twenty-five UCF versus number nineteen Tulane. Their best team game. Tulane's good. Yeah. I feel like uh, isn't Texas's running back going to be out in this next one in this next matchup? Uh, Dijon. I have yeah, no idea. Dijon, he strained his he strained his back pretty hard. Oh, well, they're yeah, probably carrying the fucking team. Doesn't no, 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 no. don't <laughs> yeah. don't you dare go on TCU on this one. Don't you dare throw shade on Quinn Ewers. Yeah, don't disrespect the mullet. All right, you're going with TCU, Mike. Yes, sir. I'm also going TCU. Despite what I just said. I will take Texas, baby. I'm I'm kind of leaning your way, Max. Oh wait, never mind. I'll go TCU. <laughs> whatever, whatever way you go, Croft, put put the opposite for me. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go. Fucking... I'm gonna go Texas because I think TCU's dream run ends, and Texas, I think, is a better team. Dude, just... I don't know, Quint. With the, the streak that TCU is on, Quinn Ewers is going to get hurt somehow. They literally – every single quarterback they play gets hurt. It doesn't make any sense. True. Uh, Warriors versus Cavs? Cavs. They're the Warriors. Best in, they're, they're the best team in basketball. For the regular season, but they're going to lose, like, the second round. That's okay. They're the best team in basketball. All right. Mike goes Warriors. I'm going Warriors. Uh, Max. Oh, I'm sorry. What was it? Are you going Warriors or Cavs? What are you going, Carl? I went Warriors. I will go Cavs. All right. <laughs> the full uh, home run grand slam swing by Max. Here. I like it. Fucking swinging for the fences, boys. I mean, I just gotta get eight wins, so I'm feeling confident. All right. So, without further ado, that wraps up the show. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you had a good time listening. And we will see you guys next week for a full, extensive, whole podcast long, basically, World Cup preview. Because the World Cup's coming up. I'm excited. So, see you all next time for our huge World Cup preview, including a 30 minute segment on Mike breaking down every country's roster submissions. <laughs> oh, you don't want to miss this. You do not want to miss this. We should. We should do like a – actually, no, you can end the podcast and I'll bring up my idea. All right.